0: Episode ninety nine of No Time. My name is Obed Velas, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. Yo, yo, Obed. Good to be with you for
1: episode ninety nine. We have made it this far and episode one hundred's around the corner, man. We are we are just keep on keeping on, dude. This <laughs> this is a this is amazing. I mean I know I I definitely, you know, saw this thing being something that
0: you know we would do for a while, but it's just great to be here and know like how far we've come. Yeah, I, I am super excited about next week and uh, what we're gonna do, which is gonna be a little bit different. We're just not we're not gonna tell you guys what we're gonna do, but we're <laughs> gonna do something, and uh, yeah, and also, Joe, this week we are sacrificing quantity for quality. Yeah, and, and we're we're going to try and shoot to better the audio quality, which I know that's been an issue for the last couple of weeks. So this week, uh, there will be no. Actual video on YouTube, but there will be an audio-only version on YouTube uh, that you guys can go and and listen to from YouTube. Is if that's your platform of choice. Um, unfortunately, our uh, our adorable faces are not gonna be in that video. But uh, until we figure this out, unfortunately, Google keeps changing stuff on us, man. And uh, yeah, we cha- yeah, we gotta adapt. <laughs> it's not us; it's them. Adapt or die. It's like Shark Week over here. <laughs> it is Shark Week. <laughs> it is Shark Week. Yeah. Uh but Joe, what's up, man? How
1: you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Um, man, just getting back into the swing of things since coming back from our, our Comic Con with our last episode, man, just uh sitting back going through all the stuff that I got. Um, you know, it's 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 like catching up on life because you know, those those days straight, man, just it's it's just stuff that, you know, I'll take away from me for a lifetime and always remember. Uh, did get to play some Switch recently, um, spent a lot of time doing Mario Kart. It's such a great game, dude. Like Mario It's such awesome. a fun fun game just to jump into, you know, whether you're doing battle mode, or whether you're doing you know, Grand Prix, Prix, whatever whatever you prefer. Like it's it, There's all the modes I think are fine and great. Um, so yeah, that, that's been the, the most of my time, uh, but really just mostly uh, catching up on stuff and, and getting back in the swing of things. I also got to binge watch a show called The Bodyguard on netflix um okay. the, and that was something that i i saw had won i believe an emmy if i'm not mistaken been nominated for a few things but the most interesting thing about it is that the actor that's going to be playing icarus in the eternals is the lead actor in the show and it's obviously like I said, it's an award-winning show from netflix um i recommend it body the bodyguard's good but uh but yeah it was cool to see him in a role because obviously i, I don't know um, what Scott's going to bring to the Eternals. But if he did really well on this show, it just makes me more excited for, um, you know, to see what, what he'll bring to the character in the Eternals. I mean, they've got a really good cast in general. I mean, when Angelina Jolie is leading that cast, like, all right, they're, they're, they're taking this thing for real, which we wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. But uh, it's cool to, to sit back and enjoy a show and know that this
0: person can be part of the Marvel Universe uh, down the line. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, I haven't uh, watched a ton. Uh, just going back to the Switch, man, uh, something that I forgot to mention last week is that I went out and got Mario Odyssey or Super Mario Odyssey on Switch. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I was able to actually get the... Um, You've you probably um, uh, seen it around. It's the, the one that comes with... I think it's called the Traveler's Guide. It's basically like a small like strategy guide that comes with uh, with the game. Uh, so I got it and I am zero hours in because I've been watching my daughter play and wow. this is her game. I bought her for her and I've been, you know, I basically just set it on assist mode and it's like, here you go, kid, this is your, this is your game, play it. So I've been helping her get through it, uh, which she gets stuck mostly on the bus fights. That's where she gets stuck a little bit, um, so I've been I've been helping her. Basically, the bus fights is the the part of the game that I've been playing, um, and some of the harder platforming. There's some uh, some of the platforming is kind of tricky, uh, kind of too hard for her still. But I've been helping her with that, and it's the game is so good, Joe. That That's game awesome, is that, that game is made with happiness and 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 positive things. It's really good. It's it's one of those things that you you play it and you just feel happy. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why this game reviewed so well, because it reviewed very, very well. It got, you know, tense all over the place. It, it, it's just because it just brings you joy and there's nothing bad about the game. Uh, you know, the game is, it's not perfect because there's, to be honest with you, I, I find less issues with this game that uh, that I found with, breath of the wild breath of the wild being a larger scope game has a lot of other issues uh this game is like as close as you can get to a flawless experience overall it's it's fantastic and i've been having a lot of fun just watching her trying to get uh you know the moons and and going around and and we're actually pretty far in so uh it's been it's been an experience it's like it's like but this is like the moment that i was waiting for when i became a dad i was like just here you go kid you you handle this thing <laughs> and so so we've been be having this really cool bonding experience and i get agitated you know because it's like follow the arrows follow the arrows so it's like
1: the way you would play it yeah, yeah
0: exactly it's like so follow the arrows what do you think you're going why do you do where are you going this way oh but I'm supposed to go that way. It's like, no, you were already there. So you need to keep going forward. So yeah, it's, it's been an experience. Um, that's basically what I've done, you know, new when it comes to gaming. Uh, I did go back to kingdom hearts three and did all the uh, challenges, including the, like the hidden boss that it has. Uh, I think I was at level 74 to beat that boss. Cause it was pretty challenging and, and that, was, that was good, you know, went back, played it for another, you know, 8, 10 hours or so, and it was good, uh, played a bunch of Battlefront 2 again over the weekend, uh, game, same game's good, guys, I'm sorry, <laughs> and, um, and, and JoJo ended, uh, so JoJo part 5, the last episode aired last Thursday, if I'm not wrong, uh, I watched it on Tuesday, and it was really strong the second half of this you know part of jojo was so strong it was really good um this for some reason this this part for me and i'm not going to go into spoilers but it was kind of hard at the beginning because it was hard to um i guess relate with the the characters on this part uh of course jojo is one timeline but each each part is a different story uh so there's like it's like um it's sort of like final fantasy but you know but there's there's a continuity there's a a timeline that you need to be familiar with uh but but all the stories are are encapsulated on, on their own different things um so just the characters it was kind of hard for me to relate to some of the characters at the beginning is like oh these characters are like terrible people and it it was hard once they started growing on me and once like the action sort of started uh was good uh the villain was really weird it wasn't my favorite villain um it was because if he was like super mysterious. I really liked the the villain dynamic that you know the sort of thing that happened with the villain, and and who the villain was and how the villain came to be and all this you know crazy storytelling and all the stuff that they do. Um, but to me it wasn't necessarily uh, the 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 strongest one. I I preferred. Um, I I really loved loved part, part four. Part three was like part three of jojo is an experience right it's like it's like this is not only a TV show it's not anime it's an experience it's legit um but part four was uh it, it was really good and i and i really love the you know the mix of action horror comedy that it has you know and the for the entire series and i i highly recommend it i mean it's not for everyone because it's like it's not, you know, super egregious in some of the things that it has, um, but you know, it, it does rely a lot on pop culture. It has a lot of pop, pop, pop culture references and, and it's, it's really well done. So yeah, highly recommended. Um, yeah, that ended recently. So I, I was able to watch it as it went and for the first time. Cause you know, basically like last year I just binged, started binging everything and, um, and, and, you know, until this part started back in September, basically. So, uh, I think I, I will probably see part six next year. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited for whenever that happens. I heard that parks is part six. The, the manga itself is really good. So I'm excited about that. Nice. Yeah, man. Joe, we got a few things that we want to talk about. There's a, a, mostly gaming related uh but we had a, a a pretty big announcement today and um and we're gonna go ahead and and talk about that so universal studios of course we know that uh they are expanding their parks in all, all of their three parks the uh, the one in osaka japan hollywood and the one here in orlando and the big thing that everyone's talking about, of course, is the Super Nintendo World that's opening next year in Japan. Uh, I think 2021, Hollywood, the one here was delayed because of a change of plans. And we sort of known about this because traffic has been a mess and we've been forced <laughs> to take several different roads and see what's going on around the area. So they announced today that... Uh, they are opening a third full-blown theme park called Universal's Epic Universe. So you get yes. two universes in a three-letter title. I'm not a big fan of that name, but um, the park itself, the renderings they showed, and people have been dissecting, basically, the uh, the pictures uh, for the concept art that, that was released today with the press conference and have found some interesting things man uh what do you think yeah uh i'm actually pleasantly
1: excited for this uh you and i got to talk about this um when we first saw the announcement come out briefly and um you know like you said obed there's not much to really go off of aside aside from the name and the concept art where you which everyone's speculating and breaking down and most of it doesn't seem too hard to put together it's just I think the reason why you don't have these concrete um, information that came along with it is just because of the legal, legalities and of IPs and how they want to portray and how they want um, to utilize space and et cetera, et cetera. Um, first things first, the name Obed, I think, is is, is really solid um epic universe it's easy to remember mm-hmm. um i think it's going to be something that uh in in central florida people will really gravitate towards you know universals in a unique situation in comparison to someone like disney where we have in here in florida we have disney world where like you know it's all the disney areas is it, all just one whole area right like you can you're on it's disney like property you're driving yeah. it's its own city exactly it's its own city yeah Right, so Universal's a little unique because you know Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios are literally side by side. This one's just a little bit. It's not like far, but just a little bit off property per se, right? Like, but it's not anything crazy at all. Um, but it it makes sense because they need to have a large space. And in fact, looking at these renderings and looking at what they've got planned here, this this could be the biggest park that they have in general.
0: Yes, the, um, the land area is actually bigger. Than the area, the, the land area that they have right now at uh, where Universal Studios and Alice of Adventures sit in Volcano. Yeah, Bay. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty big. Yeah, I mean the the thing is that that I heard that they're not gonna build a uh, a parking garage like what they have at Universal oh, really? Studios. They're gonna have a uh, it's gonna be a uh, uh, surface a uh, parking lot, hmm. like you know what Disney, when Wilds, what and Disney, stuff. yeah, like what Disney has right now, yeah. Because uh, Disney is still like uh, open, you know, open area uh, parking lots, so that that could be part of it. I mean, that they could definitely save you know millions of dollars not having to build a garage and just having you know uh, an open area parking lot instead. Um, but what people have been dissecting has been the lands, of course. That's what everyone's excited about, and, and of course, there's a, a section of the park that looks looks exactly like the uh, like the mockups that we've seen for Super Nintendo World, uh, including the Donkey Kong area. So uh, that's on the uh, that's on the rendering and, and you can definitely see where the big you know Mario Kart ride is and where the Donkey Kong minecart roller coaster is. Uh, so you can definitely pinpoint these things in the map. Um, one area that was really interesting to me, Joel, is the one that's uh, sort of sort of above, the uh the 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 you know what could be definitely super nintendo land uh is uh it looks like dimly lit with like a purple ish lighting and um what the rumor is that that's going to be like a universal classic monsters themed area so you're you know you're you're uh, your Bela Lugosi Dracula and and Frankenstein and you know Boris Karloff Frankenstein and Wolfman and all this classic Universal monsters. Um, of course, they have a theater in that area as well, so we assume it's going to be some sort of uh, live show, uh, kind of like what the Beetlejuice graveyard graveyard review was back in Universal Studios. Uh, what do you think of, of this land, Joel? It looks interesting because it's a castle and it's basically you know you get a a full-blown dracula castle with some other touches uh related to universal monsters but what do you think man i think this is
1: brilliant i mean universal having the rights to so many of these amazing uh monsters and, and you know obviously from their classic films and and yes obviously modern culture today may not be as familiar with it but you know like I still think I still think done right, this is gonna be something that's gonna really open people's eyes more to this really cool, um, different side of universal that not many of the new generation knows about. And um yeah, I think there's there's a lot they can do here. I'm pretty excited about you know what rides could be coming to this kind of thing, you know, there, there, what kind of just in general experiential stuff, right? When when you think of Walt Disney World. You know, you think of uh, the experiences, and I hate to keep comparing, but I'm just I, just for the sake of you know, this is what it is. It's, it's the, it's the battle theme parks, it's right? A, it's yeah, a fair,
0: it's a fair comparison. I mean, Universal, uh, they they have nothing to be ashamed of. They're they're no. you know they're a competitor. They're yes. they're the Xbox to the PlayStation to to Disney's PlayStation.
1: <laughs> oh man, no, there goes the comment section. <laughs> but, but, but it's true, it's it's absolutely fair what yeah. you're saying. And, 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 um, like I think Disney's been known for their experiential, like, you know, you don't have to go on the, the big roller coaster or whatever at Disney World. I mean, yeah, they have stuff, but, but like, you know, where Universal has that kind of stuff. But Disney's like, you walk through and you're in Cinderella's Palace and you're immersed in this, you know, yeah, it's this world of fantasy, right? Yeah. Well, I think. This could be a really great opportunity in general just uh, for um, the expansion of that experiential stuff with uh, the Universal side. You know, having this epic um, walkthrough of being in the world of the monsters can be really cool. So I know they've done a really good job with that with the Harry Potter world, and we'll get to that in a second. But Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably one of the best experiential stuff that they've done uh, in general Universal. So now doing this, hopefully, um, with the, the Monsters universe, totally a fan of.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I think that they should definitely leverage these properties because they are well recognized classic timeless properties. And even if they do write, uh pay homage and pay respect to the classic Dracula and the classic Wolfman, the classic Frankenstein, I would love to see something maybe a little bit more edgy on this, on this end where you go through a ride that's genuinely scary and immersive and, you know, something that, that Disney will not do because, you know, it's too much sort of thing. Um, And, and universal, they, they haven't, you know, they don't shy away from that, right. They have Halloween horror nights, which, you know, are, are, you know, adult themed attractions basically uh, during the Halloween time. So, um, if they do, you know, sort of like uh, not necessarily a, a, a 365 sort of Halloween Horror Nights, but something that pays homage to the classic monsters as well as gives you, you know, it gives you genuine scares out at the park. That's, that's that'd be great because they, <laughs> they uh, you know, again, Disney shies away from being too scary. Uh, Universal doesn't. I think this, this is a great opportunity for them to just go all in and create a, an experience that you won't find anywhere else.
1: It's what differentiates them. It's what Absolutely. makes them different from the other people. And that's what people would go to
0: Universal for. So yeah. yeah. I remember um I don't know if they still have it, Joe, um, but at the studios they used to have a horror makeup show. They do. They yeah. do okay, so that that's still there. I haven't been to studios in like ten years, so um Yeah. So I remember the uh, that makeup horror show, uh, which is you know sort of scary. You go through different horror movies and how they come up with this makeup and whatnot. But they they always uh, uh, you know took jabs at Disney. It's like you won't you won't see this at Disney, folks. You know, and and you know because of the gore and and may and you know the the realistic makeup and whatnot. So I think that uh, this is an opportunity for them to capitalize on that and actually just bring. And something that's genuine and exciting and scary that you won't find anywhere else,
1: so this is a really funny, quick thing here, like you just mentioned about taking the jab at disney, so i, I I'm because of the time I'm saying how long it's been since you've you've been there, I'm assuming you've not done the simpsons ride i um, I did yeah. Okay, you did. Okay,
0: yeah. so the so have have Pirates of the Caribbean, Java. they
1: make the yeah. whole thing is whole making fun of like Disney rides, yeah. and then now to think that Disney owns this, I Simpsons,
0: know, dude, my mind's just like, wait I, a second, I know they're they're running out of properties. Oh, that's crazy, dude. Like they they own two two quarters of their parks, basically of their two parks. uh <laughs> I mean, what could happen? Disney buying DreamWorks. I don't think Disney's gonna buy Nintendo, but yeah you know <laughs> you, never know. you never know it's disney <laughs> right uh, they're always looking to up their portfolio um <laughs> the uh, the next area of course that we mentioned is a fantastic beasts themed uh area uh, right. of course they will definitely have another harry potter themed area uh, in their parks they they definitely showed that they have the shops to pull this off they now have two areas dedicated to Harry Potter at both of their parks and, you know, bringing a third one, just linking all this, the, the three parks together. It's a no brainer on this one. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, The other one that's shown that it's kind of not visible is down in the uh, bottom right corner of the of the rendering is is rumored to be a dreamworks area um so basically this is gonna be like a you know uh how to train your dragon and uh a cigarette life of pets and and this sort of thing uh so it's gonna be you know kids rides and and the such but they will also have a dueling dragons Style roller coaster, which has been rumored to be a How to Train Your Dragon themed roller coaster. That's awesome because uh,
1: that's been widely missed at, at Islands of Adventure since they took that away.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Hagrid ride is there now, right? Yeah, yeah. Completely different though. Yeah, and that that ride, they they really need to step it up because, um, boy, that's uh, seen a, a lot of issues with that yep. ride. Um, so they, they they I heard I heard they're doing better with it. Uh, they're basically opening it at the same time park opens, but they're closing it earlier for maintenance. Um, Yeah. It's insane how, how popular that ride's been. It's like, well, how, what was it? A 10 hour wait or something like that? Some or, crazy thing. Yeah, Come on. It's ridiculous. A six hour wait or something like that. Yeah. There's your day. It's yeah, pretty much. Um, But Joe, I'm really, really excited about this. Um, I, like I said, I haven't been to the studios in like 10 years. I haven't been to Island to Adventure in like 15 years. Wow. Um, so it's been, it's been a while for me. Uh, we're actually going to try and go to the studios uh, later this year uh, when the heat, oh, cool. when the heat dissipates, if it yeah. does, you know, a little warming, but yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, we're thinking of just going in like early December when the crowds are low and the weather's nice and, uh, and, and try to go out. And my daughter's tall enough to ride pretty much everything except the mummy and, and uh, the Hollywood rip, rip ride rocket rocket uh, studios. So, so we're gonna try and and, and, and do the trip and uh, and see what happens. But uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited for this Nintendo Land thing. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I the only thing that concerns me, uh, living here, is traffic. And and how, I know that they've talked about having some sort of uh connection bridge between uh universal studios or the universal orlando resort and and uh epic universe we'll see i mean construction here in Orlando—it's dude, it's dude it's been crazy
1: and honestly a bit i think orlando in general central florida is going to be under construction for like the next 20 years i'm Pretty not even trying to exaggerate like they're just oh yeah just keeps on keeps it on yeah
0: on. Uh, which is a good thing. I mean, they're planning for the future, right? It's just, uh, it's just the speed of things. Uh, it, it's, that's the, that's what concerns me, because uh, yeah, man, that that trip to the office sometimes just gets me. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, it's it's intense. It's uh, it gets pretty rough, especially around you know, I four four zero eight.
1: And, and it's it's, a, it's a, I mean like for us we win right we getting another you know uh you know another attraction of the theme park here like we win as locals you know Absolutely. But but uh, yeah dude especially I mean, with holidays, this thing, all the
0: stuff yeah especially with this thing bringing fourteen thousand jobs uh yes. there and, and their their starting salary for for the uh, for this park i uh, they're they're starting way above minimum uh minimum wage right now so i think this is going to be this is going to definitely bring it and bring jobs to the area which you know uh unemployment right now in the area is not bad so uh but you know when you have something like this that could definitely help even more oh, people yeah. that's that's absolutely great um so yeah really really excited about that man so for sure definitely looking forward to it um, not still not super hot about the, the name, but you know, uh, it's easy to remember. I it's think, easy that's to remember. Yeah. I think it's easy to remember. Everyone remembers Epic, Epic fail. That's uh, the hope is not right. Uh, and <laughs> universe, you know, you put universe with universal and then, uh, you know, you, you have that, that sort of name. So I, I think, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I guess we'll can take a look when we go to see otaku in september because because sure. it's this is like right behind the wyndham where uh, yep. where the event takes place so we can probably just uh try to get a, a sneak peek of construction um <laughs> and uh you know news crews were out there today and they're i mean they're already um uh you know working on on site so
1: I, honestly i know all the articles i've read i don't know if you've heard anything different but i've not seen anything of a projected how long this is going to be. I mean, obviously it's a massive undertaking, but um, I've not seen anything of a projected timeline.
0: Yeah. They have, they haven't said they're, they're expecting 2023. So, you know, four mm-hmm. years uh, around four years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cause they, like I said, construction started like today, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, actually technically today. Um, but there was actually, um, I drove by the area, uh, on Monday and um, there was already uh, work being done, so oh wow, uh, yeah, it, so they they've already started. Um, yeah, really excited, Joe. I'm super pumped about this one. Four years is not that long at all, so that's not bad for for a park of this caliber. I mean, it, it may seem long, but that's, you know, that's not, um, bad. that's not yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, they could if they if they concentrate, if they pull it together, you know. They, they can probably pull it in three, but I doubt it. I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm, but I'm still really excited about it. Yeah. Yep. Joe, GameStop. Um, we've all known that for a while now, GameStop has been having some problems. Um, their stock has been taking hit after hit after hit. And uh, their stores have not been doing well. Um, they recently announced plans, which we did not talk about it on the show because uh, that was during the Comic Con week uh, that all those details came out. Where basically, uh, GameStop is is planning to restructure their stores, uh, bringing uh, do some test sites uh, where they where they basically revamp their stores into uh, gaming centers and gaming experiences, and bringing in. Um, Esport, uh, local esport leagues to to have a presence and uh get get more involved with the gaming community and whatnot. So they're definitely in the planning phase. Uh, they're definitely looking forward to doing this. Uh, but at the same time, Joe um just announced today that they they let go dozens of the regional managers as they restructure. So, um. I think that consolidating regions is a good thing. Um, you know, uh, there were around 50 people uh, that were were let go today. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, this is uh, you know part of the restructuring process and and GameStop hasn't uh, filed for bankruptcy yet and they haven't found a, a buyer yet, but at the same time, they are working on, on moving forward and moving the brand forward and saving the brand as well. Um, Joe, when was the last time you bought something at GameStop?
1: Uh, I've been given gifts from GameStop, but it might be now over a year, I'd say, um, it's the last over time o- over a year. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like, um, uh, you know, <laughs> I think the last thing I got from there wasn't a game, like personally, like I think it was, uh, actually like, it might've been like, a. Like a collectible statue or something like yeah. you know um, and which is cool because of them the, the, the think geek like you know consolidation as well. Yeah. like that's I think something that really um, makes their stores more intriguing to me yeah um, just for those kinds of items. but yeah, obed, like it's crazy. We just went from a story before about like you know jobs being created and all this and then we hear this really sad, unfortunate news of people losing jobs because of restructuring uh, of the company we understand that there's change that's needed. We understand that they have to do what they have to do to survive, but it's unfortunate news. Nonetheless, hopefully there is a brighter future ahead. It depends on if there's a buyer out there with great vision, right. And great um, plans for, for GameStop. Cause if they don't innovate, if they don't, um, you know, really rile up the fan base again and, and don't make people feel like they're being cheated or don't make people feel like they're being ripped off and, you know, fake sales and these kinds of things, you know, like, you can't have that kind of PR. So it's going to be important that, uh, they have someone with vision and someone that's able to say, no, 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 Like we need to, to do whatever we can to buy back loyalty.
0: Yeah. And they announced that they are partnering, partnering with a marketing firm to go through the process and, and do the proper research, um, that they, that they need to do to get their stores to where they want them to be. I really want I, I really want GameStop to be transformed into an experience store. Like, you walk yeah. in, uh, you you see people, you talk to people, um, you, you just don't go there to buy a game and then get offered warranty and ask, be, be asked for trade-ins and all this stuff. It,
1: oh, mm-hmm. It used to be kind of like that, where I used to walk in and play games at GameStop. Like, it used to be back like, when oh, it was you want to check this out? Yeah, EB Games. Yeah, yeah,
0: dude. Yeah, back when it was EB Games, it was more of an experience, and, and you can just go in and chat with the guys and and you know look around the store and they, they, they i think it was a lot more um straightforward um, versus now where you have all this stuff uh again joe this is one of the negative things about you know monopolies and and all this stuff is like where you don't have any competition there's no one to push you forward and and that's exactly what happened to GameStop. You know, they bought EB Games, they bought uh, B- B- Babbage's, and all these other sto- all these other stores. And then when it came to it, there was like nothing that they needed to do until now, where you know they're in legitimate problems. But, scary, yeah. It, it is. It is scary. I I would really hate to see GameStop go um i mean it doesn't look good uh, i'm hoping that this plan that they that they're having um go go moves forward somehow and and that they're able to make it i mean i go i asked you that question because coincidentally you know this weekend's evo um the last thing i bought at gamestop was Street Fighter Five when it came out wow. um that and i bought it because of the uh the uh, the pre order bonus <laughs> that they had, yeah, yeah. And most of the that that's the case, that, yeah. That I mean, that was what made me pre order it at GameStop. But I mean, I bought stuff at Think Geek. I bought shirts and you know random stuff, and I bought my daughter, you know, little like you know collectible, you know, surprise things that they sell. But you know, games per se, I usually just go to Best Buy. It's a lot easier. To they're competitive. Uh, oh, you know what, Joe? I am lying. The last thing I bought was DMC five because I messed up and cancelled my Best Buy oh, pre order. Yeah, you've mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did come through with that, but they, you know, I, I, I still got it what, three days after release or something like yeah. that. Versus, you know, at Best Buy I would have gotten a day off. So um uh, but yeah, that's and I and I did it because I needed to get out of the I was in a predicament. I was in a predicament, and kind of had to, and, they, and I had to. I was like, "Cause I had to have the MC Five, so <laughs> there was like no going around it." And and that, interestingly enough, I was also a Capcom game. So hey, Capcom, hey, Capcom's back, man. They're a hot. Com- they're a hot commodity these days. Um, so yeah, I I really want GameStop to not die, and and hopefully continue i mean uh hopefully we'll see this as a new face. in my opinion joe um they need to all these like low producing stores they just need to close them like asap they they can't keep you know sleeping on that um if i would have been in there in their shoes i would have done that a long time ago like if i would have been the ceo those the, dude there's like a, a really small store next to a pawn shop um like r- around here where i live is like two miles away um and then the mall is about a half a mile away and the gamestop is like four times the size with a thing geek next to it wow. like why would you have that um so that sort of thing you know eliminate it let's close it down um you know unfortunately that uh that gamestop that i was telling you about the the small one that used to be a Rhino Video Games. Um, oh, and they used yeah, to sell more retro that. stuff, and and they used to bring in some other other cool stuff. So unfortunately, um, that was bought out by GameStop. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really want them. Uh, I don't want them to go away. Um, I really want them to reinvent themselves, and um, kind of like what again? Toys for Us is coming back. They're opening two stores: in New Jersey and uh, I think uh, Houston. Yep, and with a new concept store. So. We'll see. Hopefully GameStop figures it out, and, um, and and they don't go anywhere. So we'll see about that, man. We shall see. Joe Ninja, the biggest streamer ever, also known as Tyler Blevins, um, he is leaving Twitch for Mixer. I wonder how big that Microsoft checked was. Oh yeah, because that is uh, that is a big deal. That's like a that, I think this is the first exclusivity deal for a streamer. Has uh, to be. that we've seen because I've you know some streamers do both street uh, you know uh, Twitch and YouTube. Some do like Twitch and and Facebook. Uh, Facebook's coming on really hard with his with the streaming uh, with the game streaming thing. I, I get those alerts all the time. I've seen a couple and it seems to run very well on Facebook like on their platform but you know they they when it comes to the streaming flat platforms of course you know Twitch is number 1 um but yeah this is very interesting Joel what do you think about this
1: uh I think it's cool I think that like you know <laughs> Someone like Ninja, yes, I mean, yeah, like he's kind of being bought now in a sense to advertise this new thing, right? Like, let's just be straight, straight up, right? Is I'm not gonna call the guy sell up by any means, but it's definitely a business, is my point, right? Look for yourself, so, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's so he's doing his business, and and he didn't say <clears> have anything <throat> bad to say about Twitch. Like I'm going here because it's better. It's like no, I'm just moving. That's it, right? Yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't think Twitch has anything to worry about. Like I said, they're the biggest they've established themselves. They've been around for a while now. Um, people know what's up with them. They're a household name. They've got a lot of other exclusive deals. But it is something to take notice of because with Ninja being on Mixer, like people like myself will now say, "Uh, well, I might just start now tuning into Mixer more. Because you know that the community is going to take more notice. And there's going to be other people not to follow. I mean, I'm not talking about just the casuals. I'm sure there's going to be other big-name people as well that will also um, look into this kind of movement. And so, yeah, I mean, Twitch is going to continue to be successful. I don't think they have – again, I don't think they have anything to worry about. But I definitely think that Mixer is something you got to take seriously. And, like, to your point, Obed, about the last news story we just talked about uh, with GameStop about, you know, like – the the issue uh and the crisis of not having competition is a real thing when you look at something like this this is a situation where guess what now there's a little things have changed the pot has been stirred this is you know the change between you know eastern and western conference and the nba this is there's is a shake-up going on oh, right yes, like yeah. this is this is this is, a, this is a good thing right just so so now people have to take notice of mixer more and that's a good thing so i'm um, I'm a, I'm a fan of this move, even though I understand it's more of a business move. Um, it, it benefits us all, right? Twitch is going to get better from this and Mixer is definitely uh, going to get more more noticed.
0: Absolutely. And I heard Mixer is a really good platform too. You yeah. Know, it doesn't get the recognition it should. Um, I, I heard from uh, several people that, that have used Mixer uh, that it's been overall a very positive experience just using the platform. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame them. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? You gotta stay yes. afloat. You gotta, uh, you gotta make that money. So I, I don't blame him at all. I don't see and necessarily an issue with this. And I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a Fortnite guy. I, I know that Fortnite's a, Fortnite's a big deal, right? There's big money out there, and it's it's still it's still big. I, I wonder if this is part of a partnership between Epic and Microsoft. Um, That's true. You know, trying to get the biggest Fortnite streamer into their platform to, um, to put the product out there. So this could very well be um, a a sort of a partnership thing. And they had to, you know, they needed someone and he definitely was the right person to reach out to. So yeah, very interesting, man. Um, We'll see. We'll see where this goes. And, Now things got interesting when it comes to streaming because YouTube didn't caught on, uh, you know, YouTube gaming. So we'll see what mixer can do and maybe they can, you know, mix things up. (laughs) I see what you did there. Pardon the pun. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, good luck to Ninja and he's making his bucks and I don't blame him, man. You know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, we got some PS4 news. Let's talk about EA first. Okay, and how, and how they're so out of touch that it blows my mind how out of touch they are. Um, so they're saying that their the EA customers or the EA fan base is not interested in Switch versions of their games. You guys are idiots. <laughs> I mean, I I really don't know why you know the EA continues to be so out of touch with one their fan base and two the industry it's like it's, it's mind boggling man I mean Joe yeah I mean until I found some words just take it away yeah, dude, um as a proud
1: Switch owner and as a proud PS4 owner, you know, I read the remarks from from these guys and they're saying, "Look, like our their data apparently is showing them that most people who own a Switch also own an Xbox or a PS4, right? And so they're like, well, you know, they'll buy our games on on those other two consoles. We don't need to acknowledge Switch." That is lunacy. Like, that's not the way to look at data and say, like, we're gonna, we're just gonna make this executive decision to just dis- disclude this entirely highly successful hot on the heels of, of, of all the consoles right now. I mean, obviously we understand that PS4 sells, well. we'll get into that in a second, but understanding that also how successful Switch has been since its launch, and now that they're even expanding themselves with the new uh, Switch um, console that's gonna be coming out now, right? It's gonna get more Switches in people's hands at a, at a cheaper price. Like, you're missing out on, on even trying uh, to get into that market, and that's a shame, because again, it's a massive success. I think it, when people are asking questions, it's like, well, why hasn't The Sims, why hasn't this or that come on to the Switch? Then that, that's enough data for you to say that there is an interest. So when your your, your remarks, the EA's remarks is straight up that um, their their customers are not interested in Switch games or interested in, in, in the Switch platform, they would rather play their games on a PS4 or an Xbox, that's just... Um, being negligent to me of, of, of real data uh, and and you know Obed you and I you know we've talked about various different companies before where they've uh, had mistakes for lack of vision I think this is a situation where um, someone's just trying to stay back trying to be comfortable they've been in the lane of, of doing this thing for a while yeah. they see something that's a real opportunity they see something that's a real possibility but no no, you know? we're going to just go with this and just make an executive decision. That's
0: yeah. crazy. Yeah, what really gets me is that you get people like 2K which have vision. And even if they have to lower the frame rate on NBA 2K, let's release it on Switch. And do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just this week, they announced that the Outer Worlds is going to come out on Switch. And that's a 2K game. That's going to be, you know... A, a, it's a It's a game that requires... A certain amount of power to to move around. So, you know, if they make it great, I mean, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 had to take shortcuts, but yeah, it works. So, I I really don't know what the the reasoning behind this is. It's it's just to me, is that EA is just out of touch, and they would rather do a mobile phone version instead of a Switch version which I think, I mean, it, it could be fair because I, I think a mobile version of a game uh, doesn't require um, the amount of detail that uh, a console version of the game would, therefore, you know, you can make it faster and you can make money off of, off of it quicker. But, you know, the Switch is more than likely going to uh, out, outsell the Xbox One uh, next month when, when the new uh switch slide comes out. Um PS4 again we we'll talk about it in a minute, but you know, the the, the fan the, the, the install base is there. So I would love to see EA put stuff on the switch. Like I would have loved to have Battlefront on the Switch. Like if you if you offer me Battlefront 2 on the Switch I'll probably buy it. Because you can have that game on the go. You know, would be awesome. You want to grab it and play a quick match, and you know, and even if you have down. to drop the frame rate. I mean, if you, it, hmm, hmm. Yeah, yeah, you I would, move, I, I think you can drop the you detail. Can make it. Yeah, you can drop yeah. the detail on the game yeah. itself. Yeah, and uh, um, but I would, I would love to still have it run at sixty. Well, I mean, the the thing on that game, right? So, for example, Battlefront Two, on on PS4 runs at like 900p for it to hit sixty frames a second. Yeah. So on the on the switch it it, it probably would run at like five sixty P or something. So but you know, if you keep it running smooth, whatever, man. If the game works, it works. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean it's just to me, EA being out of touch, I can see where they're coming from, but you know, unfortunately I really don't know where um we're some of the reasoning behind some of their decisions is, and um, some of the data that they're quoting. I just don't think that that data is as, as accurate as they, as they claim it to be. So um, Joe, and again, going back to PlayStation, it reached a milestone this week of getting to a hundred million units shipped worldwide. Joe, what do you think of that? That is a
1: tremendous success for them. They've got to rejoice. I mean, wow! Like, we Obed, we could be living in like we I say we are living in the best days of the Sony PlayStation era. Absolutely. Like you know, I honestly Obed, I was really happy with PS3. I was one of those people who really championed that console. Like I know people out there who were PS2 advocates, but I was one of those people who, when I had a PS3, I thought it was the world to me. I would. I would debate people on how it's such a great console to me and how I still to this day think that we never will know fully the power of PlayStation 3 just because of how weird that cell cell engine is dude like yep. we we still won't know right and so yeah. so looking at now the success of PS4 to me this is like just a, an evidence of like they're going to ride this thing till the end. Like they, there's no reason for them to, uh, to rush into the next gen. You and I have talked about this. Yes. uh, Microsoft teased their next gen console at E3 slightly. uh, But you know, (laughs) Sony has nothing to run into. People are buying their stuff, man. Like we're, we're fine. That, that, that to me, that's what this tells me.
0: Like we're fine. No rush. Keep doing great. Yeah. Well, and that being said, you know, uh, prices on consoles may be going up, of course, because of, of our great leadership. So yeah, it's true. It's, it's a real uh, thing. Yeah, I mean uh, we'll we're see. gonna get a you know a ten percent increase on consoles more than likely in, in the next uh, few weeks. So, um, but Joel, the uh, the the milestone itself is a big deal, and uh, Ars Technica put together a a fantastic um, article uh, about how big of a deal the the 100 million um uh milestone is uh just to put it in context and i'm going yeah. to go through some of the details here um, it took the ps4 67 months to um to arrive at the 100 million it took the ps2 69 months to get to um to that milestone and the ps2 is the highest selling console ever at 150 some million units uh i don't think the ps4 is gonna get there but but you know that, that was the the ps2 uh reached it of course there was the ps2 had uh a bunch of other issues uh, ps2 the the first batch of, of consoles were not of great quality because it was rushed to market so a lot of people including myself actually bought a second ps2 because their first one broke so um so, and my second one actually broke my second fat one, too. So uh, yeah, I don't have a PS2 right now, Joel. I got to got one. Um, 79 months for the Wii to get to $100 million. Um And the Wii got to, I think, $101 million, if I'm not wrong. So it's it's on track to outsell the Wii by the end of the year. Um, and it took 113 months. For the original PlayStation to reach 100 million units sold. Um, which is interesting because uh, the PS1 came out in 1994. Uh, in uh, Japan, 1995 here. So, you know, by di- by 1999 we knew that the PS2 was coming. Uh, because it was leaked out. Sort of like when the Dreamcast was going to come out. Uh, they they went ahead and started leaking out specs and all this stuff. Kind of like what they're doing with Xbox right now. They're really sort of playing that that PS2 playbook thing again. Um, It took 51 months for the Nintendo DS to sell that amount. The DS was a hit so I I can't definitely argue with that. Um, And it took 134 months to the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color to get to to that amount the which game boy, uh-huh. game boy 30 years old yesterday 30 right? years old yesterday yep yeah. so uh and the interesting thing about the game boy again is that uh they're combining game boy and game boy color which the game boy color technically is a, is a different piece of hardware um and that had a a 10-year run altogether. so uh yeah very interesting uh 31 months for the ipad to sell 1 million Forty-four months to to I'm sorry, for hundred million. Forty-four months for the iPhone to sell a hundred million. Uh, Fifty months for Alexa devices to sell, to sell a million. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's 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 huge. It's a huge milestone. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Like you said, uh, this is the best time for PlayStation. Um, Again, PlayStation basically saves Sony. Um, Sony was yes, definitely literally. not in great shape going into this generation of consoles. And, you know, now Sony is synonymous with PlayStation. You know, Sony used to be stereos and TVs and yep. rice cookers and all these other stuff that they made. Um, now it's, uh, you know, they're synonymous with, uh, you know, Sony is a gaming company. And a, and, a, and right now Sony is is a gaming company first and it's an electronics company second. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's their business right now um you know of course they still make phones and again i think sony phones are fantastic uh if you have not seen those new xperia phones with the uh 21 uh uh, you know the 26 by 9 or whatever aspect ratio that is they're they're gorgeous phones they're awesome uh their tvs are great um you know all their all most of their products are solid Uh, i don't want to say all of them but most of them are uh you know their headphones are solid um the uh, their home audio equipment like you know the receivers and Blu-ray players are solid. So, um, but they that you know you can combine all of that and and it just not reach what the PlayStation has achieved for the company. Um, I think that uh, next generation is going to be real interesting. Uh, I think that you you better be ready to pony up some cash. Um, especially with the tariff, yeah. Especially with the tariffs, I, I see the yeah the uh, the the PS uh five being at least six fifty right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, based on specs, that of course is to change. Uh, they may adopt the Gillette you know, uh, 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 what what do they call it? The G- the Gillette model, give away the racer and uh and make money out of the cartridges, uh, sort of like what Sega. Did yeah. when with the Genesis, it was like basically they sold the Genesis at, at a loss, but they made money on controllers and games, so they may as well, you know, might as well do that. And and you know, they may sub you know, give you the console and then make money on the back end off of PSN and PS Plus and all this stuff. So, um, there's still rumors that they're they're working on like a, a, a new version of PSN that's going to be a little bit more money, but you know, offer better features. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um I'm hoping it's not that expensive. But, um, you know, if it's that expensive, Joel, will you get it day one or will you hold off? I mean, it all depends on when I get an official announcement,
1: of course. But uh, I would be itching still just because I'm so high on. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm itching because I'm so high on, on PS4. And I'm happy with it, obviously. So I'm not like I can't wait for the next thing. Like, I'm happy with this. I could be good with this dude for a while. And I'm I'm so I'm not gonna that's not what makes me rush. But because of being so high and being so satisfied, it does make me have ridiculously high expectations for like a fantastic launch for PS5. And so for that very reason, I still would not say I would not get a day one copy. Dude, I'm one of those people like when they sell the first PlayStation, or whatever, like I'll, I'll watch like the live streams and stuff, like the midnight <laughs> launches or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, this is the guy first in line to be handed his PlayStation, right? So, so I'm I'll be one of those people watching. Whether I get one or not, we'll have to see. Yeah, those but, are always uh, good. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun, dude. But I'm not gonna say no. i I might. I mean, then again, if you get a day one, you know, and if if it starts to not be that great, you know, there's always um you know the ability of trying to get another one and you know whether that's trading in for quality or whatever right so there's a lot of pros and cons to getting a day one uh you know console we'll see
0: yeah yeah i will definitely try and grab one if possible but again i'm not like i was like oh, i need a new console like cuz no. i'm perfectly happy with my with my ps4 at the moment i mean hopefully it doesn't die tomorrow so <laughs> Uh, exactly. You know, it's uh, it, it's what well, it's four years old now. It's going strong, and it's I I find no issues with it. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna happen eventually. But I'm not itching again. Uh, I bet that once I see like something new running on that console, or or see like I don't know, like Death Stranding running at sixty frames, or or, or like uh dmc5 running on like legit 4k 60 maybe that will blow me away um but you know until the time comes we we shall see um joel that's what we got for this week
1: hope you guys enjoyed
0: again tuning next week for episode 100 uh we're gonna do something a little bit different so um yeah thank you again guys for joining us and joel go ahead and plug us in
1: absolutely guys thank you again for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on our show we want to encourage you to stay connected with us so go ahead and follow us on social media at no low time that's at no low time on facebook twitter instagram and twitch in addition to that we want to make sure you are a subscriber so you get all of our latest episodes as they come through go ahead and subscribe to our show on itunes google play soundcloud spotify uh, you know, of course, we also have our video version on YouTube, which is in the works. We're figuring all that out now with our technical stuff, but still, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And with that being said, we welcome a lot of your feedback, your comments. So go ahead and send an email to time at gmail.com. That's time at gmail.com. Maybe we'll even discuss it on the show. We've talked about a lot of really interesting things today. Maybe we've got thoughts about this new Universal theme park. Maybe we've got thoughts about what's going on with GameStop or EA. We'd love to hear your feedback. Go ahead and send us an email to nolotime at gmail.com. But until then, guys, Episode 100, the big one, is coming up
0: next. It's the big one. Thank you, guys. Have a great time, and we'll see you on Episode 100. See you, guys.